0: Oh, my God. The following content is not intended as a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. And welcome to Always Another Way Podcast. My name is Marina Sprocky Spriggs, and I'm your host. I have a master's in professional counseling. I'm the IPPY award-winning author of Stop Looking for a Husband, Find the Love of Your Life and Nasty Divorce, A Kid's Eye View. I write positive divorce advice for the Huff Post, and I'm trained in clinical hypnosis. And this podcast is for out-of-the-box thinkers and it's for those who hear the call of hope in always another way. And if you are very rigid and set in your beliefs, then this probably isn't your cup of tea However, you should note, tastes can and do change. And I just want to thank everybody for listening to the podcast, subscribing and sharing it, and just want to put another push out there to please uh, make sure that you are subscribed on iTunes, on the podcast app. Subscribe, rate it five stars if you like, and tell your friends, because the more ratings we get, the more we move up in the ranks, and the more that people can hear all the amazing guests that I have on which I am super excited about the guest I have on today. And um, if you were to Google the power of storytelling, the healing power of storytelling, you would find a mountain of material. Or maybe you listen to NPR or PRX or storytelling on podcasts. I do, and I really like those things. But have you ever been to see something like that live? Well, I don't know actually how I miss this in Dallas because it's been going on for so long. And this is like all up in my wheelhouse. But for some reason, uh, I don't know. But I had the opportunity a few months ago. I got tickets to a show in Dallas called Oral Fixation. And let me tell you, walk in to a packed house. I mean, big and packed house and kind of don't know, I mean, what to expect, stories, but oh my gosh, like blown away beyond my wildest expectations. I laughed, I cried, I was moved and it was an experience that I will never miss again. So I want to bring on my guest, her name is Nicole Stewart and she is a sixth generation Dallasite. And after graduating summa cum laude and with honors from Northwestern University's theater department, she went on to act professionally in New York and Los Angeles. She is also an accomplished Pilates instructor whose videos are on On on-demand. Her writing has appeared in the Huffington Post, Upworthy, Modern Loss, and D Magazine. Dallas Observer featured her in their inaugural People issue as one of 100 Dallas creatives and awarded her Best Future Arts Leader. She has produced Oral Fixation, An Obsession with True Life Tales with her husband, Anton Schlesinger, since 2011. And they have a beautiful eight-month daughter, oh, well, she's probably older than that now, and a three-month son. So welcome to the show, Nicole.
1: Hi, Marina, thank you so much for having me. Mm-hmm. This is so fun. I
0: know, and I was, I mean, blown away. And how, if you've been doing it since 2011, that I have just like, Missed seven years of fun, Aww. but I'm catching up. Yay. Yes. So tell us, so we don't have to have people Google.
1: No, ma'am. Yeah.
0: What is, what is the power of storytelling? <laughs> oh,
1: uh, I think it's, it's the power to change your life. I think it's um, the most healing form of human connection is letting each other know that we're not alone that we all have experiences that challenge us that define us and that hurt um and that make us laugh and uh, i think that even more than ever we need That's my little boy laughing.
0: (laughs) Adding the soundtrack. It's cute. Elijah
1: Uh is chiming in um, about how essential it is for us to remember that we are more similar than we are different.
0: That is for sure. And so, how did you, I mean, it's a catchy title, but come up with oral fixation and this idea? How did it come to fruition? Like, have an idea and then the powerhouse that it is.
1: It's been so fun to build this with uh, my then boyfriend and now husband, Anton. When I was an actress in LA, I was very disenchanted with my opportunities to express myself. I felt like I had just these limited auditions or maybe a job and it was such a, um, it wasn't a, a, a feeling or a something that i could control or do myself um but when i stumbled upon a storytelling show there where there were people on stage but they were not acting they were being themselves i was like oh this is really really cool and um a series of circumstances brought me back to dallas and i really wanted to do something different um and i looked around and there wasn't much going on in the world of storytelling and so Um, I started with a little beta test season where I charged $5, and we had homemade peanut butter and jelly sandwiches afterward. Um, And we did it at this lovely venue in Fair Park called the Magnolia Lounge, and we would get, you know, 50 to 100 people to come out on a Monday night. And I knew then that there was some something special about it. Um, and it just kept growing and growing over time. Um, and I think the reason that you didn't find out about it until now is because, um, the circles of connection, right? So we had to break through, um, a couple of degrees of Kevin Bacon to get where we are now.
0: (laughs) Oh, for sure. But I'm glad I landed on it. And just what an interesting way. And just to also, yeah, to express yourself, creativity. And I did acting for a while and just got kept getting pigeonholed into soccer mom. And then when I said blonde hair, I was just forget about it. But anyways, what would um, they do with you now? <laughs> I don't know. We'll find out. <laughs> Saturday night live. Yeah.
1: Uh, come on.
0: <laughs> but it, yeah, push out there. But anyways, so back to you. So how does it, so for somebody who hasn't been to a show, I have, but let's say you're like, okay, that sounds interesting. I like storytelling. I've heard it on the radio. What? us what a live show is like
1: so imagine, and how you kind of get that all together sure imagine um, one person on stage in a spotlight with a music stand um, and a few pages of a story they uh, pick a piece of music that resonates with their story um, and that plays as they come onto the stage and then they read the story aloud from the page um, It's usually an eight-minute story, and all the stories in the evening will be tied to one theme. And it's fun for the audience to listen to the stories and figure out how they relate to each theme. Um, There are seven storytellers. The show is about an hour and a half long, and you go through a roller coaster of emotions. You're You're looking at somebody who you may know, maybe it's someone from the community that you know, um, but it may be a complete stranger and they are revealing themselves to you in a way that maybe even your friends and family don't. Um, it's a fantastic feeling of being alive, um, because the people on stage, I work with them in a a rehearsal process to help them bring the page to life and so they're essentially going through the experience again themselves and whether it was something funny or something that was really painful at the time and now is funny or maybe it was something that um, really put them to the test. Uh, it brings up a lot of emotions. So those. You know, hundreds of people that we have packed in this room are all experiencing those emotions at the same time.
0: And that's for sure. I've been there and you can feel that. And just from the first one, and it's, it's not just somebody reading, that is not it. It is you become part of it, or at least I felt I was like in their space, mm. even though it was really big in a lot of people, but like you were right there mm. talking to some, it was just, I mean, mind blown. Like after I left, I was like, Oh my gosh, everybody. Do you know? know? I think
1: seeing people and not just hearing them makes a big difference. Yeah. Um, So, you know, you're used to people... You're used to seeing people on stage that are acting. They're saying another person's lines that were directed by someone else. But this is a person who is revealing themselves. Um, And it's very rare. It's fun. It's, It's fun to... Um, peel back the layers of masks that we wear and show a little bit more of our true selves to each other.
0: That is for sure. Yes. And so um, is there any story that you might want to share if you were to like <laughs> get in a bag of stories? Oh. Uh.
1: Um, well, I think a, a s- or silly story that um, has defined me over the years is when I was About five years old, I was obsessed with squirrels in the backyard of my um, home. We lived on a half-acre lot, and there was this massive oak tree in the backyard, and there was always squirrels. And I was trying to catch them. I would, like, run (laughs) after them. I'd be like, oh, he's sleeping. I'm definitely going to be able to catch him now. And uh, so one day, this squirrel let me pick him up. What? And I was like, oh, this is awesome. <laughs> so I took him with me back into the house, into my room, and I put him on the shelf with my other stuffed animals in my closet. And shortly afterward, my dad comes home from work, and he walks down the hall, and he's like, what is that smell? And the squirrel is dead. <gasps> <laughs> i have mean, like, maggots crawling all over. I was just like punch, punch. I didn't bother me at all. And um, what does that say about me as a human being? I will leave for y'all to figure out. Um, but it certainly uh, let my dad know to keep his eye on me. <laughs>
0: I love that first. I was like, Oh, I cannot believe you picked up. I was like magic powers, girl magic powers. <laughs>
1: yes. I was like the squirrel whisperer, <laughs> at least in my own mind, like the little dog bolt who thinks that he's a superhero, but he really just plays one on TV.
0: Yeah, <laughs> That's awesome. That is a very, very good one. <laughs> and so, um, like a little bit more about, um, just, you know, what What have we, like, not talked about? Or maybe something that? Well, the
1: process... Just... The, I think the process of of creating a story that's fit for the stage... So I use the, the term stage-worthy. Is that story stage-worthy? And I'm going to tell you right now, if someone sent me that squirrel story, it would get rejected. Because there was not really... The main character didn't change. I didn't transform Um It may have been somewhat defining, but it wasn't something that I personally remember. It was a story that's been told to me. So what I do when I'm looking to cast a show, and I use the word cast because I'm from the acting world, but don't freak out. You don't have to be a professional to be in my show. As a matter of fact, I like to work with people that are not professional, that are just not actors or writers. Um, So... When I pull out the put out the call, I'm looking for um, people who resonate with a theme. So, for example, um, one of my themes could be break the ice, and maybe I find someone who can sculpt ice sculptures <laughs> for weddings and stuff, um, and explore a or literal, literal interpretation of the theme, uh, but also Maybe a story about a time when someone took a risk in being vulnerable, and it opened up a new world for them in some way, opened up a conversation that ended up changing maybe not only them, but other people. Um, so I'm, I'm looking for those type of stories. And I ask people to just take a risk, put the story down on paper. It doesn't have to be pretty at first. Um, because I think a lot of us are afraid. You see those words in black and white staring back at you. It's kind of intimidating and you want it to be perfect. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's not easy. Actually writing is not easy. It's easy to type something. It's easy to text something, but to capture a moment in time requires a lot of thought. So I, I, once I have seen these, a batch of stories might come in, let I will see which ones I react to emotionally, and then I'll put together like a puzzle of uh, different types of points of view, different perspectives. I love to have diversity in the show from you know, age, race, gender, sexuality, Uh, religion, political perspective. I love to push the envelope um, as far as you know the conversations that we have and the subjects that we explore and then once you're selected for the show you work with me in a process um, over the phone actually where we dig into your story and I ask you a lot of questions and I don't ask you to answer the questions. I just want you to write the questions down. And then I ask you to meditate on whatever the memory is that you're mining for the story, and to spend time in that headspace, almost like you're the ghost of Christmas past in a Christmas carol, that you're literally seeing yourself in the scene of that story play out. Because a lot of times in our memories, we remember things the same way. But when we, I'm sure I'm speaking to the choir on this, Ms. Hypnosis over here, um, you know, when we go back in our mind's eye, there can be amazing things that we uncover and, and details um, that make the story really juicy and come to life. So uh, I love that part of the process where it's it's going through rewrites and we're really trying to trim the fat and... Pull out the truthiest, juiciest parts of the story that really resonate with the theme. And um, it can be a transcendent experience.
0: And I will tell you, it is evident that you do all that other hardcore work besides just somebody reading something that's maybe just funny or something else. That there's that extra piece. And then with everybody in there that I saw, they were all different, all different variations on a theme. But Every one of them, I mean,
1: good job. Thank you. Yes, for sure. I think it's really fun to enable other people to find their voice as a writer and as a human. And I think that's a lot of what this process does is it helps you get in touch with what is the truth? You kind of start out and you're like, I think this is the truth. I think this is what I want to say. But it's amazing when someone has their hand at your back just gently and maybe people from the past may say not so gently sometimes (laughs) Nicole because sometimes I sometimes I have to kind of I touch a sore toe you know Uh and the person's like don't touch that and I'm like but we all have sore toes and maybe if we interact with the toe somehow it'll get better
0: That's right. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Very, very cool. And so, um, is there just anything else that you just do another way that's just kind of different? I wonder.
1: I think I'm approaching parenting another way right now. Um, I'm 39. I'm turning 40 in March. I have two children. I've had four pregnancies. I've been through a lot. Um, I was married before, divorced. I, I feel. Like, I have tried on more traditional ways of doing things and um, where I am today is in this wonderful place of presence with my daughter and my son where um, I don't sweat the small stuff um, and I let them have their feelings. So if they're crying, my first intention is not to shush them but it's to hear them. And I think maybe that's another way of doing things.
0: Oh yeah, girlfriend, another way. And probably research is gonna back you up on probably being a better way of, cause lots of research on childhood adverse experiences of things. And then, but just hearing people and not silencing emotions because, and maybe also why the oral fixations work so well is because the majority of us, you know, from, just parenting on. We're just taught children are seen and not heard, and then a lot of authoritarian stuff. Yes. NG naked, but but gives you that story to come out, and then, um, but just what a beautiful thing. And I just love that just, you can do that for your kids, and that is just an essential gift. And to see a mother who is just so creative and can create something like that in itself, I mean, is a true powerful gift. So, where can everybody that's listening in, in Dallas, and if you are coming to Dallas, work it around one of these shows and make it a time. But where can where can the get on it? See you. Absolutely. Sign up for it. Anything you got going on?
1: So, um, oralfixationshow.com is our website, and from there you can access our YouTube channel where we have videos of every past show. So, Marina, we to- not too late. You can catch up. We also um, we did do a podcast for a while. We're a little bit behind. But you can look for that on there as well. Um, I am starting a class on personal writing. Nice. And so if you're interested in the class, feel free to email me at Nicole at com to find out more. Um, and if you're interested in doing some Pilates, uh, Google Nicole Stewart Pilates and you'll see my little uh, 26-year-old self uh, doing some videos and they're free, so you can try them at home. If you've always wanted to try Pilates, it's something that's also been really healing for me. Um, You know, being connected to your body is really important, so um, yeah.
0: Awesome. (laughs) Well, thank you just so much for being on. It was just such an experience and it really is just another way to experience things. And storytelling is healing. It is another way. It's not a pill. It's not a drug, Mm. but you can go through and just going through ranges of emotions Mm. is healing. It's cathartic, but it's also uplifting. And at the end, I I didn't say this, but like everybody comes out and you can meet the storytellers and it's like a party afterwards, (laughs) which is also super cool. That's my favorite
1: part, actually. Yeah. I love that part because the storytellers get to hear from other people. Like, Oh my gosh like you know my sister like went through something similar and I never really understood until I heard your story like how she must have felt you know or thank you so much for telling your story because you know I have a kid with autism and he smears poop on the walls too sometimes mm-hmm. <laughs> right? or whatever it is. It's like it, it's an opportunity. Um, it certainly does break the ice to bring back an idiom that we used earlier, um, you know, to, to come together as a community. And really, that's my mission as a, as a person is to bring people together through the sharing of true personal stories, whether it's in a live venue, um, sharing them today here with you or in a class environment or maybe just even with an intimate, per- an, uh, an intimate loved one. I think it's really, really important um, that we come forward and be brave. uh, And and as Brene Brown says, to dare greatly to be vulnerable.
0: Right on. I think that is a wonderful place to end. (laughs) So you know where to check Nicole out and oral fixation. And just want to thank you all for listening today. And you know, there's always another way.